People don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it. What does that really mean, right? They're less concerned about the actual products and services that you offer, and they're more concerned about your values as a company. They want to do business with companies that they they, they trust with companies that they feel some kind of connection to. And that comes down to your why as a business. And if you haven't gone deep enough into really understanding your own why and then communicating your why, you're missing out on a big opportunity to connect deeply with consumers. Today in our episode, we're going to be delving into the why factor and helping you not only establish your why, but communicate it for much better engagement. Welcome to the Salon Scoop, a podcast by Salon SOS. I'm your host, Scott Moon, the founder of Salon SOS, and I'm obsessed with helping salon professionals live their best life. In this show, we shop talk all things salon to bring you real life stories, debates, entertainment, and inspiration to help you find happiness and success in this beautiful industry. If you work in the salon industry in any capacity, this podcast is open to you. So set down your scissors or rinse out that toner and let's get into it. Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Salon Scoop podcast. I am excited to be here today with Sarah. Sarah, how are you doing? I'm doing good, Scott. How are you doing? I'm doing great. But the real question is, why are we here today? Well, we are here to share our whys. So I'm excited for this one. This is a big one that, well, you and I have been talking a lot about this, but I love this idea of the why factor. Yeah, it's really critical. And I think it's something that a lot of people don't spend enough time actually reflecting about, right? Yeah. Um, And yet, especially in today's world, because we're have so much information at our fingertips, right? People research so much before they actually, you know, make purchases now, but they're not just researching, you know, what the product, you know, features are uh, and whatnot. And they actually want to understand who they're buying from, right? They want to understand that the people, the values of, you know, whether it's the company or even individuals, and people buy way more because of some emotional connection that they feel towards that that individual or, or company that they're buying from. And that really comes down to the why. But really like how do we communicate it? How do we how do we figure it out in the first place, right, Sarah? Yeah, exactly. And this is something that's why we wanted to do this because I thought it would be super cool to have just you know, a guided list of questions um, to kind of prompt your answers as opposed to sitting there and be like, why do I do what I do? Right. So. Yeah, absolutely. uh, So we're actually creating a challenge called the why factor, which you're going to be seeing across social media. And we're going to be going through some details here and through social media, challenging you as you know, a salon owner or a business owner, you might be an independent, right? You've started your own business. It's equally important for you to be able to really think through why you're doing that and um, being able to express that to potential consumers. And it's not about just creating this so that you can, you know, have a couple of social media posts. It really embodies 
right? Your overall messaging about about how you actually do things should stem from you know why you've chosen to do it in the first place. It's obviously a bit of a guide from a, as a decision making standpoint, right? Yeah, absolutely. And like you said, this isn't only going to be attractive to, you know, potential clients who might want to come and see you. It's also going to be super interesting for um, potential employees, right? This could be the difference between them choosing to come and apply at your salon versus another salon. So um, like you said, people just make people make these decisions based on emotions more than they do on again, what's actually being offered. So we're just, we're just trying to come up with an easy way to portray that for salon owners. Yeah. Now, Sarah, how would you say that, you know, figuring out your why and this why factor, is that different than having a mission statement for your salon? Is it I the would same, say, similar? I would say that there's probably some overlapping things. Absolutely. Like your mission statement kind of comes from your why factor, right? Like, I feel like it's kind of built around that, but um, your mission statement is like, this is, this is what we're doing and this is why we're doing it and everything like that. But your why statement is like going right, like you're digging into the bones of everything, like right into the middle of everything. And like, why are you even doing this in the first place? And I know as a salon owner that comes up pretty often, you know, especially on a bad week, why am I even doing this? Um, <laughs> and I can't look back to my mission statement and be like, Oh, that's why I'm doing it. It's like, well, no, that's what we're trying to serve. That's what our space is trying to be. But I feel like this just gets a little bit more into it and more personal. Like why, as you, why did you as a salon owner decide to open this business? Yeah, like really understanding your why it goes, like you said, it goes deeper into like the emotional, I think, sort of connection. The mission statement is kind of an embodiment, like it's a written statement that is going to help direct a little bit of your the culture, like how we do things around here. Um, and it gives a, a clear cut uh, understanding to, you know, employees and also people either visiting your salon as, as customers or whatnot. But what we're talking about here, connecting with your why is understanding deep rooted the the background the the passion uh you know why you why you certain did certain things in the first place and then being able to communicate that is going to humanize you it's going to really allow the authenticity we know that word is so important but to, to really shine through so that people can feel a trust people can feel an emotional connection with you so Sarah, maybe we should give a bit of an example here to to our listeners of a, of a couple and as you mentioned we've got at least 15 different questions that you could ask yourself as a business owner to start answering. Again, I think it's start for yourself, mm -hmm. <laughs> right? <laughs> to be making sure that you're actually thinking about these things and, and what the roots are, and then figuring out how you can utilize that and, and communicate it to your, uh, to your community. So let's give them a couple of examples to get, to get started here. For sure. So this one, like first and foremost, this is top of the, top of the line questions. Um, but what inspired you to start your own business? So Scott, for you, what inspired you to start Salon SOS? Yeah, that's a great, great question, right? It's like the, the, the beginning of it all, where did it all start? And for me, I had been working in the industry for a really long time. I had been connected to, you know, manufacturers and distributors and I, I had left large manufacturer and I was working, you know, on my own with some other companies in the industry. I was doing a little bit of consulting and 
I just kept seeing this the same struggle over and over again. And that, you know, salon owners specifically were not utilizing technology the way that other industries were. And myself coming from a marketing background, it it pained me. And having been in the salon industry for so long, I genuinely, genuinely care about the success that people have. And I've always wanted to help, you know, people. And I just felt like there was this, this gap, this like missing link when it came to technology. And I started, you know, talking to people like, what are the challenges? Like, why don't you have a website? Like, why are you just relying on a basic Facebook page. I mean, if this was any other industry, if we were looking for a restaurant or something, and that's all that you saw, your opinion of it would be terrible. You wouldn't want to go and visit that restaurant. So why are we thinking that that's okay in the salon world? And it it pained me. And then I would come across salons that had hired some outside marketing agency to build their website and had spent, you know, $5,000, $10,000, $15,000 on a website. And I was like, oh my gosh, like it hurt my heart so much. Um, and I wanted to find a way to be able to bring simple solutions that would be affordable, that would just help salons be able to have, you know, the right level of presence that they need, right? To be able to sort of succeed and compete uh, in our digital world. But again, at, at affordable prices, that was easy to implement with people that they could trust, right? And I think coming from the industry, you know, I, I had that and I, I wanted to bring it. And that's really what inspired me to to start the whole thing. That's super cool. So you saw a missing link and you're like, how do we how do we fill that void? How do we fill that market kind of thing? Yeah. And I, I kind of I wasn't looking for it. I just it just it just came to me. I just saw it from my ongoing sort of interactions. And it, it was like a pain inside of me. And I was like, yeah. I I just don't feel good that salons are uh, either not doing things because it's too expensive or they're, they're doing it, but they're overpaying because they don't know any, any better maybe. Um, yeah. And you know, they don't have options. And I was like, I want to, I want to find a way to make it better. And that's what yeah. inspired me. So. I love that. That's such a cool, that's such a cool origin story. See, and already like I've been working for you for a couple of years and I think I've I think I knew parts, bits and parts of that because we've talked about it, but I've never heard you sit down. Like I've never just blatantly asked you what inspired you to start Salon SOS and like, why are we doing what we're doing? So, yeah. And I think it's helpful when people hear these things, it's like, wow, you know what? Like, yeah, that makes sense. And you, you connect with the values, right? You connect with the reason, the reasons why, and there will be salon professionals out there that'll be like, yeah, you know what? Like, that's exactly what I want, the type of people that I want to work with. And, you know, that's what we're, you know, certainly trying to establish. And, you know, for yourself, Sarah, as a a salon owner, um, you know, I'm going to flip you a question that you can sort of answer to our audience, but maybe what would, what has been the most rewarding aspect of being a business owner so far for you? And, and maybe on the flip side, what has been the most challenging? So I kind of chose this, this question to um, flip the script a little bit. Um, I, I don't know if this is necessarily one of the ones that I would be putting out um, onto social media, but I feel like it's a really important question to ask and answer for myself. Um, So I'm going to be super candid with you and with our listeners and everything like that, because owning a business and owning a salon can be really hard. There are a lot of rewards to it, but there are equally as many, if not more downfalls, right? I think that that's what comes along with opening a business and everything. So 
I would say the most rewarding aspect of being a business owner, um, and this is going to sound probably super cheesy and cliche, but I'm like, there is nothing that like sets my soul on fire than seeing one of my employees like thrive, see them struggling with something and we come up with a solution and the next month it's better or seeing them hit these targets that they didn't think were attainable. That just like gets me going. We are very much about like we are an education based salon. We get together with our team once a month for, you know, monthly one on one meetings. Um, and yeah, there's just the little the the feeling inside when again one month i see somebody struggling and then the next month they've just like smashed their goals out of the park based on you know the resources and you know the help that you're able to provide like i'm like just that little glimmer <clears throat> makes all of the shitty days worth it and i do genuinely mean that like i'm like again when you can help one stylist find their own potential and kind of start their own career path whether that ends up being with you long term or if that's just on their own it's just, it's so rewarding. I feel like that's the biggest part for me. So on the other side of that coin, um, what has been the most challenging, I'm also going to be very candid and say that is employee issues for me. That is what I struggle with the most. I get, I get very invested as I was just kind of explaining in my team and in the team members and their failures are your failures. So that can be really difficult if somebody doesn't end up working out in your salon for one reason or another. I take it very personally, um, which is something that I'm working on. Absolutely. But that absolutely is the most challenging part. I have lost more sleep um, and had more heartbreak over employees leaving than I have, you know, long-term relationships ending. So it is just that personal aspect of it. So I'm like, the most rewarding part is seeing your 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 team thrive. And the most challenging part is, you know, the flip side of that, seeing some of the failure, some of the, you know, things that happen as a result of that. So yeah, that's like, for me, that is the part that, again, fuels my fire, but also throws water on my fire as well. So yeah, the, the struggle, the struggle is real. Well, I would say that, you know, those answers are something that you should absolutely share, <laughs> you know, openly on social media and others, because it's being vulnerable. And I think when we, when we show that vulnerability, it's a way to open up and allow people to understand us better and appreciate they'll connect, they'll connect with us better, right? Because everybody goes yeah. through these different struggles and you know obviously not a, not everybody is a business owner so they won't connect with it in the exact same way but they'll have their own you know issues that they deal with in their professional world in their personal world and they'll be like yeah i understand it and now i have a better understanding of of you sarah as a salon owner and an appreciation for you know why you're actually why you're actually doing it and the the struggle that that you have running the business in our community and and i think that's really amazing and i want to support you know, I want to support you. I want to support your business. And that's the response that you're going to get from people when you're able to open up like this with some of these, these answers to these why questions and discovering your why factors. So I, I really believe that finding your why as a salon owner is far more than just an exercise in, in self-reflection. It's really going to be a tool that helps to to separate you and differentiate you from everybody else out there. And that's what consumers need to 
need to hear, they need to see, they need to feel from you. Otherwise, you're just another salon offering haircuts and hair color. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like no, we, that's that's such a good point. More, there has to be more than that, right? And people want more than that. They want that connection. So that's why we're challenging you to go out and you know identify some of these questions. Check out the blog post linked to this. Um, we'll have it linked in the, the show notes. But Take the time to, you know, to reflect on several of them. Don't just choose one and be like, okay, there it is. Like you could answer all of them, uh, you know, for yourself. And many of them, again, because you're being vulnerable, because you're really being your true self, you can share that outwardly. And we'll ask you to, you know, tag us when you use it on social. And we will definitely, uh, you know, share that and use the hashtag, the why factor. Okay, so that we can easily find them and repost them, create a bit of a movement here uh, in the industry where we're all sharing together. I think it's an amazing way for us to challenge each other, push each other to be better. Uh, and at the end of the day, I heard a great quote this morning that said, we're all better when we're all we're all doing better when we're all doing better. And we have to do better things and it's going to allow all of us to be better as a, as a collective, as an industry. And I think we owe it to ourselves to continue to sort of push each other forward. So that's my message for today. Sarah, any, uh, any final, uh, final thoughts on your end? No, I, it's, it's funny. Cause I feel like the, even just recording this episode has been a bit of a light bulb moment for me because yeah, it is. I think that that is one of the most difficult parts about being, I won't even say just a salon owner, but a business owner in general is you always have to maintain um, a professional facade, right? Like you always want to be professional and all of these different things. But sometimes I think that there is something to being a little bit vulnerable and showing more of that personal side. So Again, I learned that just in this lesson today. So I feel like that is a good thing for salon owners. Maybe we can, you know, commiserate over the things that are kind of not fun about being business owners and then celebrate the things that are amazing about it. So, but not just, you know, concentrating on just the positives because toxic positivity is toxic as well. So kind of just taking the time to also be candid and vulnerable and open about the parts that are not as fun. Yeah, great. Hope everyone out there, you know, listening learned something, took something. We are extremely grateful that you have taken the time to be following our podcast, listening. Uh, it means a lot to us. And, you know, that's part of fulfilling our why, right, at Salon SOS, uh, you know, certainly. And uh, I just wanted to take a moment to to express that, that gratitude. We really, really care about doing better, uh, doing good for the industry. And we hope that, you know, some of this information that we're sending out there at least helps with one little, little bit. So, from our hearts to yours, have a great day, everyone. Thanks so much for listening. Bye for now. Thank you so much for listening to the Salon Scoop podcast. This show is produced by Salon SOS, a digital marketing agency by industry professionals for industry professionals. If you want simple and affordable solutions for any of your salon marketing needs, such as websites, client loyalty, Google search rankings, social media, or more, come visit us at salonsos.ca or on Instagram at salon.s.o.s. If you want to hear more episodes like this and help us continue to bring the industry great content, it would mean so much to us if you would support us in one of the following ways. Either share this episode with one other industry professional and rate the show on Spotify or write us a quick review on Apple Music. We want to hear your feedback. If you have follow-up questions or ideas for future episodes, 
please reach out. DM us on Instagram at solanas.s.o.s or hit us up on our website again at solanasos.ca. Again, thanks so much for listening. Now go get your hustle on, keep smiling, and we'll catch you on our next episode.